Today, This American Dice presents Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser, Episode 8. Down in the cistern where they believe the honor guard is held out with the young duke apparent. Can our heroes find him, save him, or will the orcs kill them first? Is it all worth it? And what does it mean for Piranesi, a city that has seen so much and come so far, and yet has done both wrong and good? Find out today on this American Nice. Comet, you start... When you are casting this... When you are casting this spell, when you are divining this energy from Ilmater, what... Uh, what does that process look like? Um, I, I assume it's not you reading out of a magical book or scroll. I assume it's not you just going, yeah! No, uh, I would say it's um, arcane energy that's coming from, uh, I would say, from my forearms to my hands, almost like this, um, like an archaic, uh, the red ropes of Ilmater that binds him kind of outstretching and filling my hands before I release this energy. Okay. We've dealt with javelins before. Right. We're not dealing with javelins now. We're in a fucking weird cistern. Javelins probably not your best. Some might argue a spear is a bad weapon to have down here. Maybe it is. Um, what is another weapon that orcs might throw I would say like a really like meaty hatchet oh wow so not even a knife like a like a bone hatchet almost like it's made from a beast that they've you know carved up waste not want not absolutely like a tomahawk so, um, Justin can you roll a d6 for me yeah man be really cool if I rolled another one, like I just rolled double one. Oh, hey, maybe you will. It's a three. Hey, not terrible. Uh, um, so it's a three. So you're going to take three damage. If you have armor, it does subtract from that. Okay. But this absolutely fucks up your spell as... You can tell me how this fucks up your spell. You know what? No, not you can. How does this, how does this absolutely interrupt the spell? Um, this bone hatchet being thrown at you as i'm concentrating and the arcane energy is coming out almost like a slapstick like it just immediately just goes into the soft part between the shoulder and the chest and i just kind of look and then i just look back up all the archaic energy is gone and i just scream <laughs> oh, oh god yeah ah! So you're, you're staring at that as that's chunked into your shoulder. Yeah, dead and... arms, like dead fish arms, just like, ah, I'm looking up, looking back at it, looking up, looking back at it. All right. Um, and unfortunately, oof, uh, Pascal, you are being rushed at by the biggest orc you've ever seen. And this is the second one, right? This is this is a new one, yes. So the orc that you were like turning towards and that had just hit you, um, somebody just hit, like uh, someone just threw something at Comet. You 
you hear his scream and you with your warrior reflexes are able to look enough to have an opportunity to possibly evade this um the big this is like a professional football like an nfl lineman sized person just running full speed at a speed that someone that big should not be able to achieve wielding this weapon that like in the dark um oh i think that i think their hand is also glowing with this crazy energy mm-hmm. energy this crazy light and it, um they're wielding this enormous hammer and just running towards mm-hmm. you and uh yeah you have got to get out of the way or you are going to be fucking obliterated how narrow is this hallway? It's not a great place to be in. I'm going to go ahead and say it is like if you stretched <laughs> One out wingspan. Your, yeah, if you stretched out your arms right now, it's only a little bit bigger than that. How t- how high is it? What's the height? Are you thinking? Um a little bit bigger than that, a little bit taller than that because it has to adjust for like the possibility that water fills this up more. Mhm. So he's trying to think, is he stepping to the side or is he stepping under and trying to, you know, spear trap this person or is, are both those just a stupid idea? Because the, the benefit of having spears, you don't want to rush at them. So he wants to use this if possible. Oh, that is a point. Um, ooh, I think you I think this is where you run into the issue that the spear, the length of the spear becomes a slight hiccup Mm, and so you're like oh i could try to like stand my ground if you stand your ground and endure this since the thing is it's attacking you you standing your ground is just you being attacked um pushing through i don't think you have the opportunity to harm the other person at the moment so really this is an issue of can you get out of the way with dexterity or find a another way maybe if you were to you know what if you were to say like i'm going to try to do this with constitution you can gird yourself perhaps with like the the shaft of the spear to try to block some of this but what it would mean is that your success determines the amount of damage blocked Hmm. Mm -hmm. which i know changes up the mechanics of this a little bit but oh that's fine yeah if pascal kind of looks around and uh does quick calculus or whatever i guess geometry in this situation who cares some math problems in his head um it's like oh this is too narrow for me to do this um i think he will try to get out of the way in that case and i think he's gonna do it by instead of holding it like the spear like a spear trap that you would catch somebody on he's going to go against the wall and kind of hold the spear there angled so it's like oh if you want to get me you have to go into the spear otherwise you have to follow the spear like a banister and it, it'll theoretically protect me the okay idea there so that's still dexterity or constitution yeah i think based on what you were saying i think i'm gonna go with a quick quick time like a uh, dexterity gotcha i was like the media player uh okay that's pretty good so i rolled a nine and then plus a plus a couple so yeah 10 plus okay sorry i was like i always hope it's either very high or very low Right, like the stuff in the middle is always the big pain in the ass um all right so uh you have 
uh, you see the biggest orc that you've ever seen rush towards you with this hammer and they swing at you and you're able to kind of move past it and maybe this hammer like smashes into some of this spear and you swear to yourself that it had this not been the god of spears it would have shattered not only the the haft of the spear itself but haft shaft the half shaft yeah we all know that it's a regular half it depends how excited you are it's a half shaft um but yeah like but would have like just cracked even the the metal the finest of metal um and this person wheels themselves around and this orc is enormous uh we had established that orcs are mostly women i think the warriors are women yeah yes we've we've established that so i'm gonna go ahead and keep that in place and this this woman turns to you and she has these huge tusks that like come up um like halfway like upper cheeks and like kind of a jaw that like protrudes out like a little bit um so it really seems intense and um oh maybe on the tips of the tusks there's oh is it like uh etched like whalebone type thing oh i was gonna say like gold pieces over it that are even oh, like sharper up top that's but awesome, you know yeah. what that's, that's really cool. it, it's it's a combo of that it's that and then it's like etched into it where it's like that's how they're secured is that the etching is what has secured it so there's like this like script that you're like i don't know if that's script or weird designs what is that um and this person again everything in here is weird neon light so again you're having a fight in the mandy universe and um they have these like this woman has this green glop all over one of her arms and her chest and like splattered on her face the same way the person who attacked uh, the woman who attacked Carl has then you had this magenta spear and um you just hear came to save the little piss huh there won't be any second coming for this city that's the information you guys have because this orc is enormous. This orc is between the three of you, I will say that. This isn't D&D where you guys get like a flanking bonus, but this orc is like amid the three of you. So there's also another one fighting with Donato. I'm going to kick it back to Donato actually because he hasn't done anything in a little bit and I'm going to say Donato, this orc who had attacked you and hit Pascal definitely wants to continue doing the same thing. Well, uh, that's a very scary proposition for someone who's not used to being in combat, at least not on the front lines of it. Um, I feel like what Donato would might try and do is, like, duck under her and run away. I'm very interested in that because I think I, wasn't, I was not expecting it. I guess that's just a defy danger roll to get the fuck out of this combat. So are you trying to duck under her and run past where she is or right. duck under her and run back from where you came, from whence you came? Um, the thing that comes to mind first is like duck under her and run behind her, which would be a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am, it'd be whichever way is the most expedient. It'd be like, I don't want to be like uh, stabbed to death in the next two seconds. And I'm not a combatant, or at least I shouldn't be. Either of those, either of those works, I will say 
it will be more interesting for you to go in a direction you haven't gone yet, but more complicated for you to go in a direction you haven't com gone yet. Are you ready for complicated? So, like, I see, like, uh, all hell's breaking loose. We're in the dark. And he's just, like, the next time she tries to take a swing at him, he's going to try and duck under it and, like, run past her. Um, so I imagine... I suppose that would be a dex roll. For that defy sounds, danger. That sounds right to me. To get past yeah. this person. Um, this is going to be really tough to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I rolled... <laughs> I rolled snake eyes. Fuck! <laughs> All right. You're... Um, okay. You are going to get real... You're going to get fucked up for sure. That makes sense. What, what was your <laughs> game plan? Like, this is... I think this is a narrower passageway from the main narrow passageway. This is narrower. And you're like, okay, I'm going to get past this person by doing what? I see this as kind of like a panic instinct where it's like, okay, like, oh crap. Like this extremely scarier warrior is like right in my face. Like something I'm not at all used to or looking for. Uh, my compatriots tried to help me and failed. They are now occupied. And it's like, okay, it's just me and this like killing machine uh, that I, that like is not just in hearing what I have to say, I assume. And so, like, the next time she goes to, like, take a swing at me, I'm like, I'm just going to try and, like, get out of here. Like, it's an act of cowardice more than anything. Um, so, but you're trying to get past where she yes, is. Yes, correct. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know if you want to describe in what way that tremendously fails. Oh, no. I want to know what you're, what you tried to do. And then we'll talk. Oh, about so, that. like, let's say, like, she, um, what was she carrying? Like, her main weapon was. Um, it's a spiked chain. Which is also sure. not the best weapon for a tiny corridor, but yeah. Sure, but like, so like, I'm like, okay, great. Unwielding, that should be fine. She like goes to like swing it at me and I'm like, all right, I'm going to time it just right. Like, just like go past it. Like when it's on, like it's like backswing. And that is just not working out in the slightest. Yeah, you try to do that thinking to yourself, oh, she can't swing this thing that much in this big corridor. And... um as it like moves in the opposite direction and you think, oh, I got the timing right. She won't be able to bring this down. You underestimate um, essentially her willingness to engage with these spikes. And so she just shortens the spikes, probably hurting herself a lot to shorten the loop and just get you in the loop of this thing where she's now just choking like just choking you, threatening to either choke you to death or possibly sever your head uh, going forward. But could you at least uh, roll a d6 for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I rolled a five. Um, so seven damage with one piercing. So I'm wearing the guardswoman's armor, which has Ooh. two armor on it. Okay, so then which, it becomes... Which, by the way, also is heavy and clumsy and prestigious. Oh, that that's, that, that's right. You, you're you taking um, negatives to certain stuff since it's clumsy. Right. Um, but yeah, you so you'll take seven total minus, minus two from the, from the armor, but... One goes back because of piercing, so six damage. 
Got it. Okay. Yeah, and that is that represents her grabbing you with this spike chain, and she basically has it like almost wrapped around her arm, and then she's holding it there, and she's she's holding your either neck or like this part of you between her forearm and the chain. And so the idea is all she has to do is just keep doing this. And she either chokes you to death, makes you bleed to death or torsions your head or torso in half. Some combination of all those things. Yeah. So you're like, Oh fuck. All right. Yeah. So that's Donato's situation. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, Comet and Pascal, you guys are standing there amidst the biggest orc that you've ever seen. This person is, like I said, like built like a huge lineman. We'd already said that orcs are on average way taller than humans. So this person's probably like minimum 6'10", maybe seven and a half feet tall. This person's huge. They're built like a... I've said a lineman numerous, numerous times, but I don't want you to think like the rock. I want you to think just big. This person is bedecked in this orcish armor that you guys have not seen before. Uh, We've talked about some of the style of this. I want you guys to tell me a little bit about it in a second, but they also have this hammer and this hammer is this heavy, heavy, sledgehammer looking thing that the outside parts of it are bulls. So like imagine the, the, the shaft of the hammer, haft of the hammer, whatever you call it, you've got that. And it's maybe like three feet long. And then you've got this big, heavy iron thing. And it's got two bulls heads that face out each way. It's essentially a huge mall. And, um, that's what they have. And it is probably already covered in gore. Like, and you're like, well, they didn't hit me. And uh, what? And you remember that horrible noise that you heard earlier and how it was stopped short. And you're like, that'll do it. So how is this orc dressed differently? And this orc is a big deal. Textually, like texture wise um from i'll say from like maybe the wrist all the way up to the shoulders and the collarbone you can see uh different orcish brandings that it almost looks like it swirls and like maybe it's it was a rite of passage for this particular warrior that they have to go through the trials of the you know the thousand irons or or what have you to to burn all of those in like it's a big oh And we had said with that orc shaman that they had like this kind of ritualized looking scarification. Mm -hmm. This person has all these runes and you've seen these exact runes in this um, cistern. Mm -hmm. Like you've seen stuff that looks like this and they're burned all over. They're these scars and maybe even just like looking at this, they have their arms bare, Mm -hmm. but you think to yourself, like some of that scar tissue is so thick that you're yeah. like, like Pascal, you're almost like that might of in itself be armor like in that it's like it's so this person has been through so much, not only just through battle based on what you just saw their ability, but like of just ritualized suffering. So very scary. 
Yeah. Oh, Ilmatar. Ilmater. There we go. <laughs> like, uh, relate it. Yes. Interesting. Unknowingly, Ilmater yeah. related. We're not so yeah. different, you and I. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Dad? Now the... Uh... <laughs> And were you asking for another detail also? Yeah, what's another detail about how this person looks? All right, I was thinking the wound weaver from the opposite end. So this this is an interesting combo, but maybe uh, it looks like they're wearing almost like a like a wicker kind of tank top looking thing as armor. But that now that we're close to it, it's made of these. You can almost see them like shiny fibers, and maybe at least Pascal's like, oh, these are like gut, like of hopefully animals, but maybe just. Um, you know, like victims that they've killed or something. Oh, so this person's wearing armor, but the armor itself is possibly magical. And I was thinking, like, yeah, like dried, like tendons of like disgusting, yes, like people oh. they killed. Yeah. Um, the goofy version of this would be <laughs> no. The the goofy version of this would be just a bunch of slim gems taped together. But yeah, it it's that it's. It's these tendons and nasty like yeah. shit all over them. Like um, I know how, how like guitars and stuff are made out of like cat gut, like in medieval times and maybe mm -hmm. today. It's I'm thinking kind of like that, like a disgusting like, like dried out, yeah, like viscera essentially. But you see this stuff. But also, again, since orcish style has been like had had in the past weaved itself into Piranese culture. You look at this, and at first you thought this just kind of looks like stylish armor. And then when you get closer, you're like, oh, this is a terrifying version of that. Um, and yeah, so that's this person. And they are down to just fuck you guys up really badly. So uh, I'm going to say with this weapon, they can easily hit both of you. Probably, possibly, probably, and yeah, probably just smashing through one of you and just going right into the other one. So, any game plans here? Yeah, so I feel Pascal's at kind of a loss because does he think that the God of Spears wants him to just honorably fight this person or it? Is he getting the impression that, oh, this is going, this is just a lost cause and get get the fuck out of here? Are you trying to speak with the God of Spears? Mm, perhaps. Okay. Sounds like you're trying to roll your um... heirloom. Ancest heirloom. I was like, ancestor? Yeah. So it's yeah, a charisma roll, right? Yeah. Why is this happening? <laughs> uh, five. Oh, fuck. All right. Our team is so bad. I don't know. We're definitely the D team. Yeah, Farther yeah. you guys thought go. you were the C team. <laughs> you thought yeah. you were Mr. C, but you're Mr. D. And uh, you thought it was sexy, but it turns out he's just like, oh, boy, oh. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and give you an idea of this. And I think the God of Spears recognizes this weapon. Mm. And the God, God of, of Spears... The God of Spears recognizes this as Styre. Hmm. Styre the Crusher. I originally so I originally had this as the um Farsi word for bull, 
but it was fewer. And I was like, that's too hard to say. <laughs> um, so Steyr, which is German for steer. Uh, all right. So could you roll a D8? It is a six. Could you add five to that, which is 11? Mm-hmm. So you're going to take 11 damage. Yes, your armor subtracts from that. However, so what is that? Nine for me. Nine. Fuck. Um, when you are hit with this, you are fucking launched into the air backwards. So you yeah. are hit with this thing and you you get knocked backwards. Um, so you are supposed to go nine yards back and at over seven, you have to defy danger again. <laughs> okay. Because you are flying far enough back where you could get further hurt. Mm. So could you also just defy danger, I assume, just with a physical stat? Whatever uh, one you want to use, you don't really have to... I I think it's obvious however you're... Whatever stat you're using, it's obvious how you're trying to do it. Uh, oh man, just gonna power level before I die. Yeah, don't forget, you're getting experience every time you get a failure. Yeah, uh, so that is a five. All right, so you're gonna take another d6 of damage. Uh, six. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, so you took what? Se 17 damage? Um, it's six, uh, subtracted from my armor. Sure. Okay, so four extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was, yeah, 13 total. 13 total in one hit. That's not bad. So, yeah, so you are. Uh, you tell me how this looks where, a, where the biggest orc you've ever seen hits you with a hammer that your spear tells you, oh my God, I know this. I know this chick. Like, um, and like hits you with this. What does that look like? Yeah, I think he's kind of. I guess he kind of goes into a, a defense or like a fight position and uh, kind of looks at the spear and like, what do you think? And then maybe his eyes grow wide just as he's like hit into the darkness. We just see him fly away, basically. Yeah. Well, his spear, his spear is the thing that's lighting stuff up. Oh, uh, so unless he drops it, which could be possible. Or do we just see a light go? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, like he flies into the into the distance here. Yeah. And so for you guys, he's not super far away, but Comet, that does you, leave you the next person looking down, uh, being looked down upon by this orc as this person says like, like, oh, red, red cords, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pull the hatchet out. You drop this. <laughs> I found it for for you. I understand what it means to. Uh, I can empathize. Uh, obviously, I, I haven't been through the the sacred scarification. It it seems, but um, we're cut from a similar cloth. I know your cloth. Cloth is no armor. And this. No, I'm not a warrior. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, de I'm definitely not a warrior. I'm not a fighter at all. 
I'm just trying to get a, uh, a child back to his parents. That's it. I I think this character is going to just try to bash you with this hammer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Had to try. No, you're good. Also, I mean... I, I, I recognize what you're doing there, but also, a kid's parents are dead. <laughs> but yeah. the... So what what are you are you up to anything here? So I'm trying to give you the opportunity to do a thing. Um I am whether you're casting a spell, attacking this orc, saying fuck it, I'm getting out of here, trying to run back to Pascal. Um if I you want to, you can easily you can probably see what's going on with Donato. I am going to cast another spell uh, and I'm going to cast it amongst the immediate area I'm in uh, and I'm going to cast darkness alright and then yeah choose the area I can see and it is then filled with supernatural darkness and shadow so I'm going to hide immediately Okay. That is going to be a six. A six. Ooh, technically a failure at the moment. Well, then I think you encounter the same stuff. Could you also just roll a D8? God damn. Okay, D8. That's a rough one. It's it's very rough when you have seven hit points. It's seven. <laughs> Oof. I got fucked up last time. Uh, uh Three. Three. Well, here's the good news and the bad news. Lay it on me. The good news is it's only plus five to the D8. Oh, so that's nice. eight. But your armor does subtract. It does, so it's right at seven. <laughs> so it's right at seven. All right, so... I'm in um, danger. <laughs> all right, so... Aunt, well, also the good news is that, yes, you we see Comet also be hit with this hammer... And he's also knocked backwards, but he doesn't have to take that possible additional damage because he's only knocked back seven yards. Um, nice. What does that look like when he's just hit with this? Uh, I think it's he just ragdolls, like immediately is just like <laughs> does a quarter flip before he's just like face down, fetal position. <laughs> it's like when Yamcha dies in. Uh... Dragon Ball Z, where he's kind of like in a crater. Well, then we go to Donato. As we, we see Comet fly as a ragdoll, landing like a, in this water in the fetal position. And Donato is being like strangled by this orc. Um, is it just around your neck? Is it around your like a like a sash like you're a Miss America? It's a bit, it's a bit of each. It might as well be. Um, yeah, so like it's like across my chest and there's like one of these chains around my neck oh they've managed to do both where they've looped it around you your neck and your chest yeah i mean functionally not much different for a for a guy like me okay um oh yeah there there's it's looped around your neck and around your chest and they're pulling this and torsioning it in this way and kind of like trying to do the um what what in a movie would be someone like trying to do someone put someone in a sleeper hold mm-hmm. but this is them instead trying to use these spikes in the chains to just 
dig into your skin to just absolutely pincer off your head or dig into your body enough where you just bleed to death. Delightful. All right. Well, um, I, I know we've seen something similar here, and feel free to stop me if this is not an option. I want but, you to uh, pull out something crazy right now. Okay. Um, well, look, you're talking to a middle-aged third-string bard. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to try and do his move where he speaks frankly with this person, and he can ask them, can ask them basically to do one thing. And he's going to say to her, uh, like, as this thing is tightening around his neck, he's going to say, um, he's going to recite a line from this songbook that he found in Mag's home, which he believes is orcish, but he has no idea what it means. Uh, because he's never been able to, like, decipher it. And he says, Yana Kadishtu Nilgri Stelbzna Neskogva Ikarnak Flegethor Libumna Sihenigift. And he just hopes that means something to her. And what is this move called again? It's called Charming and Open. When you speak frankly with someone, ask them a question. And then when he finishes saying that, he's going to say, I am a friend to your people. I know your ways. Um, And I don't mean you any harm. Let me help you. All right, Carl. So you can ask their now, this says their player a question. It says when it's... you speak frankly with someone... Oh, you're right. It, it does. does say their player. Oh, okay. All right. So, I'm happy usu- to like, wreck on this. Usu- it- if, if there's another thing that you want to do that you think is better, we can also mm. turn this into that and say their, their player is me. I'm going to let you decide... Basically, if I'm going to do a diplomacy thing, it'd be in this vein, where it's like, let me try and prove that I know more about your society than anyone else you've ever met who isn't an orc, and then let me parlay that into asking you, how can I make you stop so we can talk? If that's not going to work, then I'll do something completely different. I'm good with that, and and I actually kind of like this because so far everything's been, like, fighting, fighting. So now here's something where there's disinformation, so... To not okay. a man's planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he like like I'm sure like a very poor like uh phoneticization of like a couple of lines he remembers from this book, which he said, and like when he finishes, like again he says, like, I I uh I'm familiar with your ways, like I was taught by one of your own. Her name was Mag. Um I don't want to hurt you, let me help you. And is that the translation of what you just said? No, it's not at all. He has no oh. idea what he just said. All okay. he knows is that it's in this songbook that he found in Mag's home. So mm. he hopes that it's something that like an orc would understand. It was yeah. with, eye, with arms wide open. By <laughs> yeah. The, the, the most beautiful entreaty. <laughs> it's a universal, the understood uh, prayer. Yeah. Um, and he was hoping to get this like mechanical information, which is, how can I get you to stop killing me? Ooh, that's such a hard one. Yes, okay, so they'll answer it truthfully, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's that they'll answer it truthfully, and then... Right. Charming to open. They must answer it truthfully. Then they may ask you a question from the list. Um, hmm. So... Uh... 
Yeah. No, this is this is super cool. So I think this orc like pulling you in, not torsioning, like not not squeezing the chain tighter, but pulling you into themselves tighter so they can respond to what you said. You mimic our tongue like a parrot or a child learning its first words. This is going to be some stuff that we have to figure out about these orcs and what their deal is, because now all of a sudden, now they're not just bad guys. We have to get some more info about them. Like, we're here to extinguish the line of man. How can we let you go? Give us that child. And uh, Tanada will say, um... Neither of us can get what we want. You don't have the kid. We don't have the kid. We both want the kid. Let's work together. If you don't have the kid, then you seem useless to me. And I'll say, like, I know who has him. Seems, I guess this is a parlay. Okay, and he'll point to, like, the the emblem on his chest and say, uh... Fuck you. Yes. Okay. He'll say, uh... We do. Absolutely. Roll, but give yourself a plus one, because that's too fucking cool. Alright. I got a nine, and if is there any modifiers on this? Like, charisma? Oh, yeah, yeah. And o- over ten. Okay, yeah. Her eyes widen. And then we cut to black. My question is, Comet. You've arrived at the Black Gate. The Gate of Death itself. Oh, good. Oh, good, indeed. I have some unpleasant questions for you. Okay. So when you were dying and you catch a glimpse of what lies beyond the black gates of death's kingdom, what to Comet does that look like? So Arriving this is, towards the, yeah, the black Yeah, so this, this is your either you're dying or your near-death experience. What does okay. this look like? I feel like um, he would have lost consciousness mid-air. So it feels like he had been shot in that direction for what felt like, I'm going to say, for him, hours of flying at a very terminal velocity before slamming onto this like cold uh, stone ground um, and very disorienting. Okay. So I, I'll also ask then, like, what do you... Um, you're going to be speaking with death. Oh, good. What does, what does Tacomet, does that look like? Is there, is there a feature, is there a figure within the, uh, uh, within the belief of the Church of Ilmater that, like, death looks like this? Um, I feel like, uh, yes, there is a specific version of of death that is seen with uh ilmater uh not to lean into catholicism but someone who's essentially like a martyr and uh is a symbol of that faith uh however i i think when um when comet meets death uh death is a i would say maybe like a six to seven year old child 
Okay, like a six. There, you see the six to seven year old child. Is the child like an innocent looking child? Healthy? Would, is, the, is the child like a terrifying skeletal like no, dying baby? Healthy. Um, I would say something to the extent of very much like a child. Maybe they're like playing marbles, and I just happen to see that they're playing a game and crouching next to them and just saying like hello. Um question uh i was previously uh face to face with a orc and now i'm here um uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna mess up my shot shot sorry yes what are you playing and you see that they're playing um (laughs) um you see that they're playing like a game kind of like marbles um except the the marbles are um knuckle bones because oh, it's a medieval cool. society and so everything's weirder and scarier <laughs> yeah um and they're supposed to shoot these knuckle bones at things and so it's more like a tiddlywinks type game where you don't roll them you flick them okay kind of and this is a game that like you've seen kids play before but it's usually with animal bones and you can clearly looking down and these are human bones oh these people bones yeah these be people bones and um the kid is about to make the shot and then just looks at you and says, you're distracting. You're distracting. Sorry. Uh, how can I not be distracting? Could I, should I look over? Like I'll stand up and then have like my back to them. There's only two There's ways two you can ways not distract, distract me because, because I have to make the shot. I have to make the shot or else I'm going to lose the whole game. Well, I wouldn't want that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should just get out of here. Maybe you should just, Maybe you should go Maybe just go, go play, your, play, own play game. your own game. Why don't we play a game together? Hmm. Justin, could you just roll two dice straight? Sure. 2d6. 2d6. I've been rolling like... so good, you guys. So this is your 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 last breath roll. Eight. Eight is better than lower. And Three the kid, five. like... And the kid has this kind of like, hmm, attitude, like a real sassy little kid. Like, like they're like, fine. fine. I can't be distracted can't be if I'm going to play this game. So maybe you need, maybe to, go you need back. to go back. Ugh. But I can't have I you can't making have so much noise, noise and being so crazy. crazy. <sighs> what a distraction. This kid is going to. On a seven to nine, death himself will offer you a bargain. Take it and stabilize or refuse and pass beyond the black gate into whatever awaits you. Okay. So, death is going to offer you a difficult choice. Okay. Based on your character, what is a difficult choice? Pascal, based on Comet's character, what is a difficult choice for him? You have to live in the world and never cleanse yourself again or something like that. Oh, so he has to become essentially like a like a hobo preacher? Yeah. Okay. Donato or Carl, what do you think? Uh, maybe he needs to drop his false um, uh, drop his false trappings and uh, be true to himself, which, is, which Donato has learned is maybe he doesn't really want to be a priest. Maybe he wants to be a merchant of books. 
Comet, you've got the final decision on there. You've got two suggestions. What is the... Uh, or I guess I have technically the final decision on that one since it's Death's thing that I'm, I'm playing Death. But um, what do you think is a good thing that would really make Comet like struggle here? Something that would affect Comet that they could possibly choose but might not. Um, I feel that the, I think the denouncing of, uh, Elmater and leaving the church would be incredibly difficult for him because he's already, I've been through, I'm going through shit right now, man. I'm in literal, for all I know, I'm face down and poopy mm -hmm. and my soul is somewhere else. Okay. So this this child looks at you, picks up another one of these finger bones to like kind of flick it, tiddlywink style again, and uh, or marble style, and just says, "You know, if you, you, know, if, you, you if you give up, you all, give your up all your high fancy, high, stuff, fancy stuff, stuff, all your, all your making sure making that you sure take that you a bath." bath and, keep everything, keep everything clean. clean if you can really you can be really there be in the, there world, the and world and down in the down dirt, in the dirt and give up all this uh all this, uh, all this talk all about, this talk about gods, gods and, and if you could just be a regular, be a regular person, person maybe 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 then maybe we could then uh, we could, uh Maybe then you'd be Maybe less, of a, be less of a distraction. Right now you're right now you're, you're too, right. Annoying. too annoying. We'd have to throw you, down, throw there. you down there, and you see just like a void before you. I shouldn't and... say a void because the, the I, I I think you see you. Oh my! You you see not not a void, but you see something that represents death. Okay. That is that is the black gate. Um going to hesitantly can I can I ask just one just one question before I make my choice <sighs> I'm trying to play this game I know it's really hard you bring me back what if I fail you have to stop have being to a stop distraction being if you fail if you fail and you keep being a distraction well then and I think he flicks the uh, the bone really hard and it's gonna hit another bone and like make a loud clack noise mm -hmm. and you get the idea that um, if you were to choose this and kind of renege on your deal mm -hmm. uh, that you would probably die again that you would probably die and things might be worse. So I'll uh, squat next to him and I'll nod and I'll say, yeah, I'll try. Uh, I'm sorry for, for being such a, uh, a distraction. Won't happen again. Oh, hold on. Got another one, two and he flicks the thing and you hear the clack again. And that's when you've slapped against the water and you wake up and you're like, oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah. And uh yeah, you're in this you're in this gross water again. Um and you see next to you Pascal. Pascal, you've slammed into the side of this thing most likely. And um the what the, What's uh, the game wall? plan here? Yeah. Cuz I think you guys are in like a big corridor. Mhm. That's a good question, actually. HP-wise, is he at one? I mean, I... I think it doesn't specify, so it's whatever you want. There is. There aren't, yeah. I mean... Sure, but I know that. There's no way for me not to seem biased, but it makes more sense if it's at full life, because then why would death do it otherwise? Huh. There's a point to that. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> like I said, no way for me not to seem biased, though. But No, there's no, but there's a point to that. So uh, we'll, we'll think about that in a second. Pascal, what are you up to? Yeah, well, I have these... So I didn't really get any sense of if the God of Spears thought that I should fight this person or not. Just surprise, essentially, right? Before yes. I was not just forever. Just that the God of Spears, you got the idea that the God of Spears, uh, the, your, the spirit in your heirloom weapon, recognized that this is another powerful weapon. Right. So, I mean, I guess either way, um, it's going to try and get as much of his two healing potions down as he can because I mean I think he's kind of leaning toward I have to fight this person I guess but uh, at the very least so I don't die in a second because he, he very nearly died as well okay so you're going to try to just down a healing potion yeah at least one alright um Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say could you make another defy danger roll? Yeah. Um what am what's the danger? This is uh you're right. This is uh Yorag this orc attacking you yet again, relentlessly pushing this attack. I'm nine yards away. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that they're like I said, like fair. like I said, huge. They can cross that yeah. distance way faster than you think. And with this hammer, it's it's a little bit less. You as a spear wielder have this advantage often, regularly. But with the the reach of this orc and this hammer, you're like, oh no, matched for a spear. Mm. Um. Well, assuming it's dexterity again. You can do that. I'll uh, allow it. That's an eight. An eight. Okay, so you can take one of these healing potions for sure. Um, I think that you're able to take one of these healing potions. Um, you have two, you said? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, but in the process, the other one smashes against the wall. So you, you try to get both of them out and like open them up and then have to step back and one of your hands is almost obliterated by this hammer. Okay. And you yeah. have to, then it lets go and it smashes the healing potion against the wall. And you're like, yeah. fuck. But yeah, so you heal, I think, what, 10? Yeah. Uh, if it's still to me, I mean, yeah, sure. Pascal's not happy about this. Uh, where normally he probably would be very happy, but he's like, I guess I gotta attack him. I guess this is the, um, the fight I've been prepared for. Oh, yes, the spear. The spear points the way. So you're lund- uh, attacking this orc? Yeah. Alright, that sounds like it kicks some ass roll. You can attack this person. Oh, you mean a hack and slash? Yes. <laughs> Oops. That sounds like a hack and slash roll. <laughs> you can attack this person. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what he's going to do. Go for it. Okay, much better. Three. Uh, no, ten plus. Eh. Yeah. Eh. So on ten plus, I can take damage to do extra damage. I feel like he can't. <laughs> he can't do that. I get it. Yeah, there's no way. If I want more than one attack, I can't take any damage. Uh, okay. Well, uh, that's a, is it maximum damage? Am I right? Yeah, that's fourteen. Damn. Didn't give it as well as he gave it to me, but that's the best I can do back to him. And this is utilizing my new move, Merciless. So maybe, whereas before, maybe mm-hmm. um, Pascal was kind of almost like playful when he was attacking people. Now he's just like, oh, he's going for like tendons and like vital areas, and he is not like having a good time. This is like, maybe you can tell this is, he's prepared for the fight of his life here. Sure. I mean, you grievously wound this uh, this huge orc. What does that look like? Oh, um, oh, maybe it is uh, what he was trying to do set up before. Like he does the um, the spear trap. Like he's taking this thing and he gets it. Oh no! I guess he can't because he got he already got hit by him. So never mind. Let me back up. So, um. Yeah. Oh, and the fight is more interesting because it's such such close quarters, and both of us have weapons that aren't utilized for this at all. Mm-hmm. But Pascal's specifically uh, trained for uh, close fighting with this, like I, with his spear. I kind of said before, so maybe he does like the not pointed end of the spear, like on his shin or something at first to throw him off guard, and then because of that, he like maybe stabs him like three or four times in like very quick succession okay so this is Pascal stabbing this stabbing uh, Woundweaver Urag yeah and oh and because he's so like spry I guess he instantly goes as far back as he can like the uh, the length of his spear although it's probably the length of the hammer too but mm-hmm. he goes maybe that's why he uh, oh maybe he, he does uh, what Urag does make a swing or something and like barely misses him. All right. Okay. Yeah. And you see this person is like from these various wounds, like they look rough. Carl. Meanwhile, Donato is, uh, dealing with this orc. And you've said, you've promised her what again? 
We both want the kid. Not, let's help each other find her, find him. And then I pointed to my the crest on the armor I'm wearing and say like, we have him. You and your brothers can walk away. Just give us the kid. And uh, he'll try and turn to look at her and say, uh, you know, honor demands that I can't do that. But no, we don't have to leave here um, at cross purposes. And he'll say, um, there's a way we can both get what we want. Let's talk about this. The kid was raised um, by a father who never knew suffering and so doesn't know how to sh shepherd his people through suffering. We can do better. You can do better. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to ask you the question that I forgot to ask you before. Whom does Donato serve? Like truthfully, like in his heart of hearts? Yes. Donato's guiding light is that he wants to be a force for change. Like more than anything else, he wants to be at the crux of events or decisions that change the world the most. That's what he wants. Oh, you know what she's going to say? She's going to say something that reveals some kind of information. You're one of the smart ones. You're one of the ones who knows that we can stop this. We can stop the bigger bloodshed ahead of this. Bring him to us. Bring us to him. We can make sure that the next round isn't as bad as 15, 10, 15 years ago. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay. So, to the best of Donato's knowledge, the kid and the people holding him are down here. Like, to yes. his understanding. Donato is genuinely fine with that. Like, he is down to, like, say, like, cool, let's go together and go find the rest of my purported compatriots. And he'll say that. He'll say, um, um, I, he'll say, yes, let's do that. Let's, let's join forces. Let me re, let me, uh, find my wayward compatriots. He'll again, like, tap his armor. He'll say, uh, let's end this once and for all and be on the side of change. She roughly pushes you, but not like really roughly. And kind of releases you from that uh, chain of strangulation guillotine that you were just in. So, hey, success, if nothing else. Cool. Donato's not going to try and run. Like, he'll turn, like, face her. Like, to, like, continue this conversation or, like, follow her lead. She'll say something that's not fun, which is, when your egg's done with him, then we'll go. You can drag your friends along. You can drag your friends' corpses along. It'll be fine. Ooh, okay. Um. Hmm. Now, would this be a reasonable thing to call a defy danger to like my friend's health with like a like a, a charisma roll or like or it should just be like a parley? Like to try trying to convince her? her of something? Yeah. So well, what I'd like to do is convince her like. It's going to be much better for all of us if we... So he'll, let's just say he'll say that. And he'll say, um, it'll be better for all of us, you, me, and our compatriots, and our friends. And, you know, like, like he's like hearing like the, the fighting going on like not far from him. If we go together, um, 
the Imperial Guard is no joke. They will be at they will be strong even if they're weakened. Why take down why halve our forces by killing each other? If that's a parlay or a defy danger, whichever. Oh, it's definitely a parlay. Okay. Oh baby. Over ten. Over ten. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. So um I think we see I think we see this this fight with between Pascal and Yorag. And this um well now I gotta give this orc a name because she's playing such an important role. And we've already used other orc names. How about uh Thada. Say that again? T H A D A. T H A D A. Sure. T H A D A. Alright, so um, this orc just yells out something that you recognize, Carl, as like a like an honorific, like addressing Yorag, and just says in uh, it will be easier for you guys to all understand it, but or maybe Donato understands some of it anyway. But so, like. This one says this one says he can take us to this one says he can take us to them that he can get us the child that if we we work our efforts together we can find this kid and if nothing else get past the honor guard and uh Yurag kind of like snuffs like Phew. like I found a I found right here a, a worthy adversary. Why should I? Why should I stop now before I've crushed his head? Crushed his head way down deep between his shoulders. Um, and Thada just says, um, "If nothing else, um." If nothing else, they'll be the ones that uh, that the honor guard that the honor guard looks to, looks to. They hate traitors more than anything. And I think you see uh, Woundweaver Yorag like pause before you, Pascal, and say like like you know if you had the right armor, you would have been a force to reckon with. Why don't you come with us? Why don't you come with us and we'll show the honor guard why you can, uh, why you should have had the uh, that armor all along. Uh, yeah, and he's just like, now that the fight's theoretically over, he just kind of, uh, takes a few more steps back, though, and puts his spear up and just like, well, you almost did get me. And he smiles, but his teeth are just full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, Comet. This is when you come to. You're kind of coming up. Again, it would... It doesn't say in the book at what health you start at when you come back. And there's a logic behind 
if death wanted you to just die, you would just be dead. So then starting you just at one, where you're so likely to just be dead again, also doesn't make sense. So what's your total HP? Total is 21. 21. Let's say we start you out at 7. Okay. So, do you think that's too low, David? I was laughing because that's where he was at before. It was. (laughs) Oh. Okay, well, there's then kind of a logic to that, too. So, I was thinking, like, starting you out at, like, a number that's not all the way. Right. Not halfway, but, like, you're you're back and with some kind of healing or that kind of stuff, you can get into a good spot. Or do you think that that doesn't make sense? No, I think that makes sense. Seven works. David seems incredulous. Oh, I'm good. I was looking you sure. At yeah. I wasn't even, I was looking at someone else. I was on incredulous. I don't, know if I, was, I don't know if I was making out weird faces or something. Okay. It's totally something different. He's like Bunsen honeydew. <laughs> do you think, uh, do you think he has interns? <laughs> Is Beaker an intern? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, sure. Seven. So you okay. kind of wake up and you hear this about them uh, going with this orc, these orcs, to go find this kid. And what's Comet's thought on that? Well... This is the second craziest thing I think I've encountered today, so... (laughs) Why the fuck not? I'm gonna slowly get up, and... uh, I'm gonna reconvene, maybe, because Pascal is the closest to me. Um, Show that my hands are up, I don't mean any harm. Give me quite a wall up there, um... Anyone hurt? Maybe I can help. And uh, you hear Woundweaver Yurag just laugh like, <laughs> another one. Hi. More than we more than we thought. Look at you. You'll be good to you'll be good to bring ba- bring down there and yank them out of their idiocy. Oh, I think I think the last thing that you see is um, as Yorig stands there, you see three fingers on a necklace that he has curl up, and you see some of like the the wounds that you opened up on him like close slightly and just form to gross scars. Thanks for joining us for Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser, Episode 8. Our episode today included Justin as Comet, Carl as Donato, David as Pascal Spearchild, and Austin as your Game Master. References to Jared as Farley are always appreciated. Dungeon World is a game by Adam Cobell and Sage Latora. And we had a whole lot of music for this episode, including Shadow Man by Lobo Loco. Street Life Silent Film, also by Lobo Loco, Glacier Bells by Daniel Birch, 
trenches by Calpay, and rallying the defense by Perkilstoft. Be sure to join us next Friday for another exciting episode of Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. And every Thursday for our long game, in this case, This American Monster. Saturdays on YouTube, you'll find new episodes of old long games posted up as videos. And Sundays, short games. So, check us out four days a week of This American Dice. Check us out on thisamericandice.com or .net and on Facebook. Sounds good. Rate, review, subscribe, the whole shebang. We'll see you there. Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have an agreement with a group of hags who call themselves the Hourglass Coven. You see, they can come and go into the Witchlight Carnival as they please to steal from naughty patrons. But what happens when those patrons come back years later looking for those lost things? Find out as Wizards and Wine takes on the wild beyond the Witchlight. Two tables playing through the same adventure. One table more thoughtful, kind, and bold in their actions. The other table more decisive, more adventurous, a little more prone to taking risks. The actions of each table influences the gameplay of the other. Find out how it all shakes out with Wizards and Wine, the wild beyond the witchlight. You can catch the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can catch the live stream on Mondays. Find us on YouTube and Facebook. We hope to see you at the carnival very soon. So um, I'm going to open this up to you guys. So here's my deal that I'm going to throw out and I'm going to cut this out for behind the scenes stuff. These orcs, uh, we've already said that uh, Yorag, Yorag, Wound Weaver Yorag, who is this orc that you're fighting, this giant orc, has set themselves up as like, I'm a god kind of a thing. Like orcs are traditionally considered these like godless creatures um, who just have like little superstitions that they believe in. Um, Yorag has said, no, I'm a god. And um, what is what is this motivation? First of all, we don't know. We have never established if they're the ones that were the uh, the same orcs that destroyed or uh, sacked the capital. Kind of feeling like they weren't at least the full amount. Right. Oh, we don't even know just... what their role is in our current predicament. Like, at least I don't. Like, I right. don't know for sure what their role is in as far as like the missing heir. Um. So. Uh... So here. So here's here's my initial thought, is that Yorag wants the heir for some kind of ritual. Yeah. Okay. So that like. Like as a god to spill the blood of like a whole like to like to extinguish the line of oh to like oh from the perspective of the orcs he's a god because he's extinguished the line of man Got so it. already the orcs have extinguished the the emperor from the capital like they're dead and now Piranesi as like 
this holdout thing, like for the royal family there, it's like, oh, I've destroyed the whole I have we have destroyed the whole bloodline and I am the one who destroyed the last bit of it. And so like finding this kid is important for that reason. Okay, so something very nefarious. Got it. Yes. I can definitely do that. And I think I think this kind of works as a good stopping point. Of like the possibility so. of you guys working together now with Wound Weaver Yoreg. Or maybe not. Maybe this falls apart very quickly. Cool. Um, yeah. So, that, like, are you guys okay to stop there? Oh yeah, I'm down. Okay. Um, so just so I know where the pieces are, basically, both of the orcs and us believe that the honor, the guard, has the kid for reasons neither of us really know. The orcs want the kid for reasons our characters don't really know, but mm-hmm. we assume is probably nefarious. And we obviously were tasked with retrieving the kid. Yes. Um, Wait, and they, we... they, they told you, Donato, that they wanted to sacrifice him, right? Did they tell Donato that? I think so. That was the, the truth answer, right? I can't remember. I mean, yeah. right. you, you, heard, you heard that like by ending by killing this kid. Yes. Okay, great. Your egg, sure that was your egg the then becomes the one who ended the line of the line of man. Got yeah. it. So okay. at the very least, Donato knows that, if not all of us. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm happy to like play this out next session, but like in the event that we don't, he'd be happy to share that information with the party. And like by Donato's perspective, he's he wants to work with the orcs to find the kid. And like what happens from there down to just see what happens. But um he he's he's being genuine when he's like we should work together to find the kid and then figure it out from there. Because we both we both benefit up to that point. Yeah, I'm down. You guys ready for some end of session stuff? Delightful. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. These fucking <laughs> works. These guys. All right. Well. End of session moves. Where are they? Okay. When you reach the end of a session... Choose one of your bonds that you feel is resolved, completely explored, no longer relevant, or otherwise. Ask the player of the character you have the bond with if they agree. If they do, mark experience and write a new bond with whomever you wish. Any bond that you think is played out, no longer true. So I feel this time, uh, I I think I completed the one where uh, Pascal worries about Comet's ability to survive the dungeon. I saw him take a blow that would have killed anybody and he somehow survived it. Okay. Do you think it's no longer the case that you no longer worry about him? Yeah. He's proven that he can survive. (laughs) Okay. Trying to think of something to replace it with. I'll I'll definitely do something with common. I might have to think about that. Maybe I'll pitch it next session. Do it. All right. Anybody else in a a, a bond that they think, yeah, this doesn't make sense anymore, or "Eh, we got as much out of this as we're going to get out of it. You don't have to replace a bond with that person. You can leave it empty or just create a new bond with somebody else. I don't think any of mine have, well, I mean, for one thing, I I don't think Farley's bonds are going anywhere. (laughs) Um, 
but uh, I previously resolved my bond with Pascal and I forgot to make a new one. I was thinking I can make one along the lines of, um, I now believe that Pascal is going to do something that changes the fate of the world. Does that, does that work? Sure. That sounds pretty cool. It's pretty significant. And then it becomes either he did it or I ain't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other bond stuff? All right, once bonds have been updated, look at your alignment. If you fulfilled that alignment at least once this session, mark experience. So, Pascal, I'm pretty sure you definitely did. I don't I I was pretty sure too and then I looked at the wording as defeat a worthy opponent. Oh, I yeah. I don't know if you, that. you I don't this session you I don't think you did. I got my ass kicked a lot and then <laughs> fought someone to a standstill on the one time I fought back. Like Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's still pretty good, but defeat, not necessarily. Uh, mine is sort of my character's whole thing. Uh, chaotic spur others to significant, unplanned, decisive action. Would having the orcs agree to team up with us count? Or is that more of a uh, save your ass move? Uh, does it sound like more of a conniving kind of thing that you're involved in? That you've? Sp- or- I can see it becoming a conniving thing. Uh, but I'm not going to pretend this was my plan all along. What do you? How, how do you feel about that one? Does this seem like he's spurring others on to un? How is it worded? Spur others to significant and unplanned, decisive action. I'm fine with that being a no. I don't care. I mean, we could say that if he's tried to convince you guys to to work with, if he's pushed you guys to work with these orcs, that could be oh, pretty is this crazy. Like Player centric. Not necessarily. I mean, usually. I see. Uh, that makes sense. Because we, you, you haven't. Uh, you could also say you did it with the with the the orc PC. That sounds like you've done it. It's, I was thinking it, about. It, it's a real um, crazy plan here. I don't think it was a plan, but it's definitely unplanned. It's definitely decisive and chaotic. But uh, sure, that sounds fine to me. All right, well, let's put it then. Fine then, Justin. Anything? Alignment wise, no. All right. Well, then our next step is then answer these three questions as a group. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Urag seems the springs to my mind, at least. Okay, so the characters, the PCs, learned something. I mean, I suppose they learned what the orcs want. Does that count? Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's something. Sure. Did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? No. I don't think we overcame anything. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Or, I don't know. What do you got? What do you two think? Yeah, we, we could not uh, get a roll to save our lives. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Comet got a roll to save his yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> How to save a life? Where could I go wrong? Um, then did we loot a memorable treasure? Friendship. The friendship. The friends we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. All right, buddies. That was Dungeon World for tonight. <laughs> that was uh the boss of Woundweaver Yorag. Woof. How is now that magical item? Because I I was like, what would it be like if he had like a crazy magic hammer that did stuff? Nice. 
like that. And, cool. I, and I and I tried to play up the uh, you know, like the um what is it called? The tag on weapons that you get. Or what what's it like forceful? Forceful. Mm. Oh nice. Where like it just knocks you back. And so Not I bad. said, Oh, a number of yards equal to the damage. That's cool, yeah. And then That's if it cool. goes past a certain number, you have to also take addition like risk taking additional damage. Or did you want us leveling up? Oh yeah. Level up again. And then if your level went beyond that, how do we determine again, whether the XP it's the new level plus seven. Yeah. I think it, yes. If if you're doing it on the, the sheet there near the bottom, it like calculates it for you if that's easier, but all right, then in that case, I finally leveled up twice. So very nice. Oh, you said you're giving us a free level again. Yeah. And then we're keeping. Oh, okay. Interesting. Whenever you do level naturally, you just subtract however much you had. Yeah, I think it goes so. Back to zero, or not however much you had. The amount that it would take you to get to the next level. So, I think last time I got like a fourteen total or something, and then. I need it 12, so I subtracted 12 from it. If that makes sense. Well, cool. That was good. Man, I'm so annoyed that I keep failing my uh, heirloom like a roll, but one day I'm going to get it. (laughs) And I kept kept being like, oh, I really want to hack and slash this guy because it's going to be fucking awesome. And then I just kept failing everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to set up this sweet move. I'm like, Motherfucker, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna attack him or I'm not gonna attack at all this time. Yeah. I wanted to see I, I wanted to create like like just a one boss character that it's like, all right, fighting this guy's gonna be really tough. Yeah. Or this yeah. woman is gonna be really tough. Yeah. And uh yeah, because of because of the way that dungeon world works, like you can have characters with an okay amount of HP and they get absolutely obliterated in one or two attacks. And that goes for players sometimes and NPCs as well. Yeah. I forget what I was at before, but I was pretty high. And then after that one attack, I'm like, well, now I'm at five. This is, (laughs) Oh boy. Right. Well, I mean the good, the good thing was to drive home how dangerous this person was. That role was a very high damage role. So that was oh, yeah. good. It was super interesting. I'm not complaining. That was really uh my, my. Really fun. Yeah, like and I and I like I said, I wanted to create a additional effect of like, oh, you're knocked back. Yeah. And to a certain cool. degree, since you have that spear that means less than if like somebody was like, Oh, I'm attacking with a dagger. Like, okay, well, I might say then you have to then getting back close to this person is difficult again because they have a huge hammer that they can swing around. Right, yeah. So, that's the deal. But it works out, and it works out. I can keep talking to Jared and get some more ideas uh, since you guys have just been down in a well, basically. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about Farley? Anything? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll bring I'll try to tie him in somehow, and like I said, if I if we encounter him on screen where he has dialogue and that kind of stuff, I I might contact Jared and ask him to record some of the stuff. What was what was the chain lady's name again? 
Thema? Tharba? It was um, Theta or Thada. Thada. That's what it was. Thada. T H A D A. So, yeah, I think. Hello, mother. Hello, Thada. Yeah. My pitch is that when um, we finally get the kid and like the adventure's over, Thada just takes off her mask and it's Farley in the disguise. Mm -hmm. Ha ha. (laughs) That would actually be a lot of fun. (laughs) Hello, hello. (laughs) Hello. Ha ha. (laughs) What's up, fellow younglings? (laughs) 